This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, Elon Musk defied local health authorities yesterday and started bringing line workers back into Tesla's plant in Fremont, California. He said that he would be in the plant and that if anyone was going to get arrested, he wanted it to be only him. So far, those health authorities have taken no action. And here's our AutoLine insight. They're not going to take any action. With just about every other car company and their suppliers starting to reopen plants this week or next, Tesla was not going to get left behind. Besides, the auto industry, including Tesla, started reopening their plants in China almost two months ago, so they know the safety procedures that they need to take. And so far, those procedures seem to be working. And here's another example of how hard the coronavirus has hit the automotive industry. Reuters reports that Toyota expects to build about 800,000 vehicles in North America between April and the end of October. That's down 29% compared to the same time last year. Toyota actually did not build any vehicles in April, and it's only now starting to ramp up production lines. The good news is production is expected to be back to normal by July, and September output should outpace last year. Toyota also said that it expects its profit to fall 80% this year, the lowest it's been in nine years. The automaker is forecasting sales of 8.9 million vehicles compared to about 10.5 million a year ago. Because of that drop in global sales, Toyota expects to take a nearly $14 billion hit. And as bleak as that sounds, it still expects to manage a 500 billion yen operating profit for the year. And Honda reported that its operating profit fell 13%, the lowest it's been in four years. And of course, that's due to a 28% drop in sales. FCA is also getting ready to resume production in North America, and it's going to take lessons learned from reopening its plants in China and Italy to make sure that its employees are safe. More than 57 million square feet had to be cleaned and disinfected, 4,700 workstations were redesigned and thermal imaging cameras were added. Workers will also have to wear masks and safety glasses at all times, and FCA is implementing staggered start times as well as longer lunch and break time to help increase social distancing. Ford says the Mustang Mach-E is going to be able to do over-the-air updates in ways that many smartphones can't even do. Thanks to a new cloud platform, Ford says the Mach-E can keep running on its current software until the update is completed. So your car does not have to be parked until the update is done. Ford says the updates are downloaded very quickly. In many cases, it just takes a couple of minutes. But for larger downloads, owners will be able to schedule when they want the update to take place. Like Tesla, the updates will be able to provide performance improvements or add features that were not there when the Mach-E was manufactured. Drivers will be sent alerts in their vehicles to let them know what was installed. Starting this year, Ford's actually adding over-the-air capabilities to all of its new and redesigned vehicles. All of GM's new vehicles have it too. But it's amazing how long it's taken traditional automakers to add OTA to their cars 
considering that Tesla had it a decade ago. But in a couple of years, every automaker is going to have it on all their models. Toyota is celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Prius with a special edition model, but Toyota is kind of playing around with all the numbers. It's called the Prius 2020 edition, but it's actually going to be sold as a 2021 model year vehicle, and only 2020 examples will be made. Moving past that, the car is based on an XLE trim with front-wheel drive, and it's available in supersonic red or a new color called Wind Chill Pearl. Unique touches include black wheel inserts, headlight components, special trim, B-pillars, mirror housings. Even the interior is blacked out on the shift knob, A-pillar, and air vents. About the only accent that is not black is the new rear spoiler, which is body color. There's also floor mats stitched with Prius 2020 edition. No word on pricing or availability, but Toyota did announce that it will live stream the reveal of two all-new hybrids on Monday the 18th. And we just got a quick future product update from Auto Forecast Solutions. Nissan will start building the next generation Kicks at its assembly plant in Aguas Calientes in Mexico starting in December of 2023. The next generation Nissan Frontier pickup truck goes into production at its plant in Canton, Mississippi in June of 2021. Even though the Frontier has got to be one of the oldest models in the U.S. market, Nissan still sells about 70,000 of them a year, or at least it did in a normal year. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Audi is improving its infotainment system. A new Linux-based operating system is up to 10 times faster than previous hardware. It also allows for HD voice communication, which is able to understand more natural speech, as well as improved Wi-Fi and function-on-demand. That feature lets customers make in-vehicle purchases for things their vehicle wasn't equipped with from the factory. Navigation is the first upgrade available, but Audi expects to add more features in the future. Wi-Fi, which is designed to be more powerful, now comes in two levels a basic package that allows up to eight devices to connect, and a high-speed option. Map updates are now made monthly instead of quarterly, and Amazon Alexa is available in more models. The new infotainment system will be offered in the second half of this year. And as more infotainment systems really become a selling feature in vehicles these days, one supplier company has come up with an intriguing new type of display. I recently talked with Jürgen Peters, the general manager of a small German company called BHTC, that's making a three-dimensional display that doesn't require any glasses, and here he highlights the system. Yeah, so basically what it does, it provides uh, a very brilliant high-resolution uh, 2D image, and it has several technologies included, such as a uh, camera which tracks your eyes. And with the eye tracking, we can, uh, and the, you know, the logic attached to it, the software attached to it, we can switch from a 2D image to a very high resolution, brilliant uh, 3D image. And um, that's basically uh, what this uh, technology or this demonstrator is, is all about. And the other main enabling technology uh, we have integrated is a, uh, what we call a mid-air haptic. And um, uh, what, how it's working, it's, uh, there's an array of uh, uh, ultrasonic transducers 
uh, integrated into the console and uh, time of flight camera um, which uh, detects your the motion of the of your hand towards the display and then depending on in which screen you are you uh, basically have the ability to touch certain functions or trigger certain functions in the display without touching the display and that's pretty cool and uh, on top of that it gives you a sensation in your fingers uh, based on the transmission of the ultrasound towards your your fingers and in the moment you are actually touching a certain button uh, or a slider, whatever it is, uh, you will then in, feel in your fingers the sensation of actually touching something. And that's sensational. So we believe that with this display, we have revolutionized once again the in-vehicle uh, HMI technology. To learn more about this three-dimensional display and the company that made it, you can watch that entire interview right now on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow when our special guest is going to be Paul Eichenberg, a consultant with really good insight into the automotive industry. And Jamie Butters from Automotive News will also be joining us for that show. So be sure to join Gary and me for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. And yesterday we showed you this picture of an old car that our viewer Paul Digney asked us to identify. We knew there would be a number of you out there who would quickly find out what it is. And we've got to give a shout out to Nick Thomas, Todd Cruz, Barry T, Sam Fiorani, Chip Caruana, Frank Coffey, and Greg Grelly, who identified it as a Chandler 6. The badge on the radiator grill is the real giveaway. Now, it could be a 1927 or a 28, but kudos to all you guys for figuring it all out. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.